Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Yo, yo, yo. Um, before I tell you the news, I'm just going to take a little minute here to say a quick word to you. Yes, you with your headphones on, doing what you're doing and going about your day. I just want to say to you, genuinely, thank you. Because you're listening to episode number 10. And you know what? It's not always easy to get to where you're going. It's not that easy to get to a number 10 episode. But the bottom line is that we genuinely have a little thing going here. Each episode is gathering a few more people and we've got a little gang here, you know? So if you're having a fucking shit day, or you're having a fucking shit week, just remember, you've always got the gang here to hang out with. And little old Steve-O is very happy that you came along. I genuinely mean it. From the bottom of my heart, thank you. Now, there is a very, very, very important gig coming up that you should all be buying tickets to if you're around the Dublin area. At the world-famous Vicar Street here in Dublin, Ireland's top comics are going to be uh, providing... Providing, providing, providing performances. That's what that's what we're going to be doing. We're going to be performing to raise money for Temple Street Children's Hospital. I'm delighted to be uh, part of this lineup. Tickets are available now at www.vickerstreet.com for the gig that takes place on June the fifteenth. Get your tickets now. Now get your fucking tickets. Uh, don't forget as well, June Bank Holiday Weekend coming up. I'm going to be performing down at the Kilkenny Cat Laughs Festival. Get your tickets for that at www.catlaughs.com. And don't worry, I told you before, it'll all be finished. Well, my gig will be finished before the Champions League final is on that night. I'm performing on June 1st, I think it is, on the Saturday night in Clears. Uh, and thank you so much for all your love for my big toe. Um, it's healing. It's getting there slowly but surely. It's painful, but uh, yeah, that's definitely the worst stubbing of a toe I've ever had. Uh, it is fractured, but you know, I'm hoping. I know it's only two weeks away. I'm hoping to be fit for the cat laughs game of football, but um, fingers crossed and all that kind of stuff. Send your holy water to me, and you can follow me uh, and uh, my travels on the road over the next couple of weeks. If you get onto Instagram or Twitter, my handle is at hello stevo. On the podcast today. Ashling Rogerson started the famous Dublin flea market over 10 years ago and a couple of years later she went on to open the Fumbly Cafe and Restaurant. The Fumbly is a hugely popular destination here in Dublin 8 and it's always focused on quality, seasonal produce and creating a space and environment that focuses on personal health and well-being as well. In 2018... Ashling and her team took on the project of providing food to the girls of Warren Mount Secondary School in Dublin. The challenge of that was that they wanted to feed the students with nutritious food at an affordable pl- price while educating them on where food comes from. No more chicken nuggets or any of that kind of crack. Eventually, the team had the goal of working towards creating a sustainable project that can be shared with schools all around Ireland and helping them to educate students on a healthier way of living. Like I, I read a, a thing in uh, the newspaper recently that in today's society, there's more people are dying because of their diet than because of smoking or because of t- t- tobacco-related illnesses. Like, if, you know, it's so important. I loved, I genuinely loved my conversation with Ashling. She is an amazingly passionate person and chatting to her, for me, was truly inspiring. And In this chat, you're also going to hear from Harry and from Laura who run the canteen on a day-to-day basis and you can follow their work in the canteen on Instagram at the Warren Mount Canteen. 
and you can only catch the free spirit of Ashling if you bump into her on the street or if you're or if she's saying hello to you in the fumbly because she's not wasting her time on social media. She is a woman on a mission. This is Ashling Rogerson. The change of filthy animals. Uh, we are down here. Are we allowed to say where we are? Leave me. Oh. <laughs> I mean, what's illegal about what we're doing here? Okay. No, so we're in um, Warren Mound Secondary School. Yes. Which I want to chat to you a little bit about first because I came across it recently in the last couple of months when I was involved with your fundraiser for the whole canteen that you're doing here. Yeah. It's an amazing project that, that you're doing. And I was fascinated on the night meeting the teachers, and it's a really beautiful school. <laughs> it's a really cool it is, place. Yeah. So, how, so tell us a little bit about that. That's been going since last year. Yeah. So we came in um, uh, as the canteen operators uh-huh. in September of last year. Um, of twenty eighteen. Of twenty eighteen. So, oh right, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, how does that where come to start? about? Yeah. yeah how, so how does that come about? Uh, because let's, I suppose, give people who haven't a clue what I'm, we're talking about. You've taken over the canteen of a secondary school, and the idea of it is to give kids healthier food, basically. To give kids good, healthier food, yeah. I mean, ah, yeah. Uh, we were basically approached by the principal of right. this school, Um and she had actually approached us three years ago okay. and asked if we would tender for the canteen to be the operators of okay. the canteen. And uh, at that time, I said, absolutely no way. <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, You're all right. And then she sent another email two years later and she said, will you please tender to be the operator of the canteen? Um, How did she know about you from going down to the Fumbly? Well, yeah, we, this is our this is our local school. So like yeah. again, to give people an idea, we are, the Fumbly is like 200 metres away. Yeah. Um, and that's really why this makes sense and kind of why we're here. If this was a random school out in Rohini, we w- definitely wouldn't be doing it. And nothing against Rohini. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> like it, it makes sense for yeah. us to be doing this because it is our local school. Yes. And the bigger picture of why we're here and what we kind of are trying to achieve here is tied into that as well. It's it's a bigger message of of like... Schools should be partnering up with local cafes and local uh-huh. food operators all across the country. There's no reason why they are why they shouldn't be. Um, there's there's kind of it's it's a but it's a difficult game, yeah. and uh, we have learned that the hard way this year. Um, we have been taken off our high horse uh, <laughs> in foul one foul swoop at the beginning of the year. We kind of came in with uh, too much expectation, probably a little bit of naivety, a little bit of ego, a little bit of we are going to come in here and make a change um, in a short amount of time. And that was just not the reality. So what was that expectation at the very start when you were coming in, your original idea? Like the the original, we we always knew that it was going to be difficult. I mean, you you know, anyone knows feeding kids good food is not an easy task. but the idea was just to come in with like really positive attitude, really like for what was to us really attractive, simple food that was going to appeal to the kids um, and just get them eating healthy. The, the, the people who had been in, in here before apparently had, uh, you know, kind of promised the world as well and, okay. and had fallen back into frozen nuggets and chips kind of scenarios. And is that what kids want these days? Like going... Going back to the start before you came in, you've introduced them to what you're doing with them now. Is that still what kids want? Is that still what kids are into? Oh, frozen? big, big style. Really? Yeah. Wow. This is, well, this is what they will, what they'll vocalise to. Yeah. Okay. I mean, we did a number of focus groups with, like, e- in fact, each of the classes came up to us at the beginning, and we we sat down with them, we gave them little tasters of things, and we asked them, "What do you want to eat? What okay. is the food that you want to eat?" And we will, you know, we want to work with you here. This is not like us trying to dictate to you okay. what you know you should be eating. Uh-huh. Just tell us what you want to eat. And it resoundingly, it was coming back nuggets and chips, chicken and chips chicken fillet rolls um i have a lot of chicken in everything um <laughs> uh, and and so 
you know, at, at the beginning we were saying, okay, great, we're gonna we're gonna do versions of that. Okay. So we do. We have a chicken and chips on the menu, okay. but they're chips that we buy in the potatoes. We make the chips ourselves. We oven roast them. Um, the chicken we're buying in either full chickens or we're bring, buying in like you know uh, thighs and breasts. We're breaking it down and we're we're crumbing them ourselves. And yeah. you know, it's it's it you know still where the is. Been as well. It's not processed food. Yeah. yeah, it's just simple food from scratch, and that's kind of the thing here we're not really reinventing the wheel we're really not trying to come up with like a new concept of uh food for kids it's really basic what we're trying to do um it's just actually doing it on a on a a on a really really tight budget yeah and uh b um getting them to eat the things that they're not necessarily familiar with in in terms of like how they're presented yeah like we're still making chicken and chips but they might look a little bit different to the chicken and chips that they're well, that used to put them off yeah absolutely wow. yeah there's so, so much psychology involved yeah in okay what, what what what's the education like on that front from i don't know i i'm a bit stupid to the whole thing i think my, my mother's from argentina right so when we grew up we did not eat what kids ate in Irish homes, for example. So I remember going to Irish kids' house for a sleepover or whatever like that and going, what's this? Potato cabbage or whatever. Like it, was yeah. like, it was all over my head. So sometimes, and, my, and now the, the, my home now is like the main cook. Uh, well, we both cook, but my girlfriend's from Portugal, so that we eat a lot of fish, we eat a lot of that. And again, mm. Irish people come to our house for dinner. They're like, what's this kind yeah, of stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So is the education for the kids in an, in an average Irish home and in school with regards to food, is it a cultural thing or is it a lack of education thing when it comes to what you're putting into your body? Or? It's, it's a bit of both. Okay. Like culturally, you know, you've just named two cultures there, Argentina, Portugal. There's really strong food cultures yeah. in both of those places. Uh-huh. Um, and particularly food cultures that are still really strong within the home. Unfortunately, in Ireland, you, you could argue that we never really did have a food culture in the same sense as people, countries from around, you know, Mediterranean countries yeah. or whatever example did. Um, a lot of our food culture was based around like getting the food into you as opposed to enjoying it. And, Functional food. And, you know, enjoying the benefit of a, of, a, of a bountiful harvest of tomatoes or grapes or olives or whatever, you know, we had... By the way, tomatoes I just had in Fumbly were amazing. <laughs> they, were just, they, were, they were just a garnish on the dish, but they were, sorry, that I cut across you, but they yeah. were amazing. <laughs> they were stunning. Yeah, great. Yeah, well, they're coming from Holland at the moment. It's, yeah, they were from beautiful. A, from a polytunnel. So we're not overly <laughs> proud about that, but... Um, uh, Sorry, but sorry. but yeah, so culturally in Ireland, um, yeah, you don't necessarily. A lot of the kids here would not have any sort of a uh, a food culture at home. Um, for them, it's it, it, you know a lot of it would be like Harry used to always say. Uh, it's kind of getting people to know the difference between food that comes from a box and food that comes from the ground. Yeah. Um, what about your uh, so your upbringing? I also need to I need to introduce Harry and Nora here now because Go this on, is do it. I'm I'm talking here about the canteen, but it's yeah. it's so Harry and Laura have been the ones who've been here working here every day. Oh. Uh, I'm kind of just like overseeing the thing. I pop in a couple of times a week. Um, They're in the trenches. They they are the ones who are here, yeah, doing all the slog every day, and they would have lots of different aspects of of these topics to talk about as well. Yeah. We, got, we might put, we might try to pull Harry off. There. He's yeah, cooking at the we moment. might get him in to give his two cents now in a minute. <laughs> yeah. So you, um, I was thinking on the way over. Like I know a lot about what you do, Ash, but I don't know a lot about you. Like I don't know where you come from. I don't know how you ended up doing what you do. Um, there's so many kind of institutions at the wrong. There's so many great cultural things in Dublin that you've been a part of, like the Dublin Flea Market, Fumbly, um which are really strong cultural aspects that are going on in the city now. Um, how, did you get, how did you get to that point? So the, the flea started before the fumbly. Flea started it? before the fumbly, yeah. 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 So how long goes did you start doing the flea? The flea how did that come about? The flea, uh, the Dublin flea market would be in its 11th year now. It is in its 11th year. Okay. We've just found a new home, temporary home for a pop-up. Oh, very from good. May, June, July, yeah. So where's that going to be? After a year of, of being homeless, um, up in the digital hub. Okay, very good. For May, June and July, yeah. Um, 
So that's 11 years. Yeah, the Fumbly is eight years old this year. Um, that opened, it was the, the, so yeah, eight years old, so it was 2000. That opened around the same time as Third Space, did it? I, I, if I remember. Third Space, I think, uh, was 2012. Yeah, possibly, yeah. yeah. There was a few places open around the same time. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I remember a Fumbly opening and coming over all the time. And it was like, even just sitting there now, it's just... Such a home, like you yeah. know, and even I probably haven't eaten there in six months or something like that. But it's just like you make it feel like such a home. It's yeah, beautiful. Great. Well, good. If I, I mean, like that is, I'm, I'm happy to hear that because if after eight years it still feels welcoming and oh, and uh, you know like a a, a community space, then that's you know that's success for us. Oh, absolutely. It's 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 beautiful. And the Dublin mm. Flea so starts eleven years ago. Mm. Kind of, it does. There's, there's a doubly flea feeling to Fumbly as well, isn't there? Like of well, because half the furniture <laughs> came from flea, <laughs> <laughs> basically. <laughs> so, so how does the flea? I mean, start we're, the, we're the ones at the flea every morning. We get there the earliest, so we get the best pick. Oh, is that what you do? <laughs> <laughs> we have all the stuff put aside before you guys even get there. <laughs> sold stickers okay, on everything. Wh- That's wh- us. <laughs> <laughs> what time do I have to be there? At, right <laughs> yeah. So, how did that come about? How did that start? Which the flea? Yeah. The flea was uh, myself and Luca. So Luca is my business partner in, in the Fumbly and also in the flea market. And then the flea is also Sharon. Um, and uh, yeah, 11 years ago, we were hanging out as pals and uh, talking about our love for markets. Um, Sharon was doing the Bernard Shaw car boot sale at the time with her right. friend Ammo, which was amazing in its first years it was like uh, such a little institution of its own um myself and luca were doing loads of traveling we had like come back from a really inspirational trip to new york and had seen the brooklyn flea and just came back and we were like this what let's do this let's do this in dublin we were at the time myself and luca were running the cafe in the dublin food co-op Okay, is that the the one up in Newmarket Square? Well, the one that was in Newmarket Square, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And actually, the Dumb Dumb Food Co-op is kind of like the silent instigator for for pretty much everything for the <laughs> that I'm doing like okay. it's the the fumbly the flea everything the f- they they had a a market space that they were able to rent out to us like for very reasonable rates with very kind of loose you know relaxed terms that just allowed us to do this thing that we weren't entirely sure of what it was okay. but it was just kind of this nice safe space where we could try it out and it happened to take off and we ended up growing outside of the co-op out onto the square and then we moved up into the green door as well in later years um but the yeah the co-op was is is the linchpin in it all and what were you doing in the co-op at the very start running cafe or just we, we were running the cafe which was a, like a part-time cafe it was just right. on the weekends um and that's how me and luca had kind of started out we were doing uh, summer festivals and events at the time, so we would have gone along to Oxygen and Electric Picnic. Up. Wow, are they all coming in here? There we go, ding ding. Uh huh. Are they? I thought they're, are they all going to come in here now into the canteen? What, the girls? Yeah, no, yeah, no, no, not no. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, lunch. Lunch is a little bit later. Okay. Um. So where were we now before that bell? Uh, uh, you and Luca in, in the co-op. So is that where you and Luca met? Uh, no, we met through a mutual friend uh, a couple of years before that. Right, okay. And decided we wanted to, uh, <coughs> excuse me, open a little place. Right. Uh, it started out as a, as a falafel, a falafel joint. Okay. Um, and then grew into the fumbly. Um, but it's the reason why the falafel is on the menu in the fumbly and uh, always will be, is because that's kind of that was the starting point. That's where we okay. started. Okay. Oh, like, that's nice. Like fifteen, no, 12, 12, 13 years ago. Um, so where was I? Uh, you were in the Dublin Co-op and we're starting you were saying how the Dublin Co-op has basically influenced everything that you do Dublin Flea into Fumbly and all that kind of stuff yeah the Co-op like Luca the Co-op is like again it allowed us to go in and start running this cafe on the weekends pretty much without any experience (laughs) you know we were like we were just cowboying the whole thing (laughs) like um and and we were we we kind of became part of this really eccentric um wide-reaching community of people that that the dublin food cup is made up of right um and we were kind of launched into this, these concepts of 
cooperatives, um, people doing things in slightly different ways, you know, always kind of having a say, always your your opinion being valued and uh-huh. different things. And it, it kind of, um, we had like this lovely big gang of mates, uh, you know, at the time who were traveling around with us in our vans and doing the festivals and we were just having so much fun and all of them would be coming in then working in the cafe and it was just these lovely few years of traveling and and working really hard in the summer but playing really hard too and you know just yeah. a really really nice time and that, the kind of foundations of everything we were all just living out of each other's pockets and out of each other's vans and having dinners and parties wow. and you know and that's kind of yeah you kind of look back on it now and it's like they were they were the glory years you okay, know if we could have yeah. just stayed back there you know <laughs> there wasn't really much responsibility then you take on something like the fumbly and then suddenly you've got all of this responsibility on your shoulders and you've still got that sense of the community and everything around you, but it, it changes a little bit. You know, you're not, yeah. you don't have that freedom anymore. Yeah. Um, I guess we're all just trying to get back to that freedom, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> That's freedom of the early years. Where but no, we don't need to go back. We're looking forward. Um, we're looking forward, aren't okay, we? Yes, we're, we're looking, looking forward. forward to, yeah, this is not therapy, Steve. Yeah. <laughs> but where did, where did, where did it all... Uh, Oh, by the way, we have to explain Luca to people by the, who, are, who who don't have never met Luca before. I know Luca very well, but like, what a character! He's it's like. Do you want to do Luca impersonation? Uh, it's just going to be very cliché. <laughs> <laughs> what every every Italian impression sounds like. Ciao bello. He's all. He's very Italian, kissy, handsy. Yes. Arms, you know, and all that. Larger kind of than stuff. life. Large. He is. He's larger than life. Yeah. And, um, what a character! But. Is that part of the, you know, is that, is that why it works as a business relationship, how you work together for so long, like that you, you know, he is that <laughs> aloof character and you're, you're opposite to him or whatever, I don't know, you know. Oh, yeah, I mean, oh, God. Is that why it works? Yeah, does it work? Is it working? Like, <laughs> if he was here now, we, we would get down be, yeah, that's another conversation. Um, I mean, no, it does. It does work, I and uh, it but does, yeah. but but it's hard. Like any partnership or any relationship is hard. Like yeah. it's a marriage, you know. Yeah. Um, and we have our ups and downs, like like any kind of couple would have. Mm. Um, we see each other more than we see anyone else. Okay. Uh, but we've managed to, yeah, we've managed to find a way through most. Of the sticky points, yeah. Um, it's like, um, and you're you're very two very free spirits as well in different ways. Like where you started out doing what you guys were doing, you mm-hmm. know, as you're saying there, you feel tied down by the fumbly, for example. I'm mm-hmm. sure people are listening to that going, "Are you mental? This yeah. is amazing. The most amazing place to work, or the most amazing place to hang out." But you're very free spirits in in the the ideas of everything that you wanted to do. Sure, that's difficult as well when you're getting. I suppose you're tied into the relationship to a to a certain degree as well. Business yeah, wise. there's. Yeah. Um, God, there's, yeah. I, I mean, all of these kind of things, like kind of like conceptually about freedom and responsibility, and uh, you know, what is it that we're actually looking for from the fumbly? Um, that's all stuff that has been quite prevalent in the past year or two okay kind of because you know and anyone can start something up okay it's like you can when you have enough passion for something you can start something up with that passion and that energy and and it it can be built like the the really really difficult thing is sustaining it Mm. like you can get three years out of that first burst of energy that's kind of like wow let's do it yeah 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 amazing the really hard stuff comes after those three years it's in year five year six year seven where you're you're it it, things change it's not anymore about necessarily creating the thing it's more about like keeping it together okay and and a lot of the people who helped you create it in the first place have now moved on but you're still there because you're obviously the the owner and, and the person who's not going to be leaving. So in terms of like staff and energy, that shifts and changes. And you've got to be able to shift and change with it. Yeah. Um, Does that mean that the vision shifts as well? Is that part of the difficulty of that? Of the I, think the I think the vision does slightly shift, yeah. Um, there's some core values. There's some core things in, in terms of... Um, I suppose attitudes towards uh, the importance of community, 
the importance of um, balance in life, mm. of uh, personal kind of health, happiness, uh, the food itself, like kind of attitudes towards, you know, what it is, what kind of food that we want to serve. They kind of remain the same, but there's... The, but but yeah, a lot of stuff around that shifts and, and changes and morphs. And uh -huh. I think being open to change and being open to shifting of a vision is, is kind of key in, in that kind of long-term success. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of those things that you mentioned there. There's a lot of love in what you guys do and the work that you do and a huge amount of passion. And yeah. so much heartache. I'm sure. I'm absolutely sure. No, yeah, it's only you sure you, one doesn't come without the other. Exactly. Uh, completely. Where did it like? Where does it come from in you to end up doing this kind of stuff? The passion for the food, the passion for well-being, the passion for because we li we live in in a, in, a, in a world at the moment that is like I'm exhausted now talking to you. And I, as I was walking up here, to, uh, like I got a chat to Ashley, and I was like, "Geez, yeah, the fun they do it right, don't they?" You know, the attitude of remember you close on Sunday Mondays, for example. Mm. You're like, "We're not we're not going to be open any more days because we need to be we need to look after ourselves." And I'm like, "Yeah," <laughs> and I'm going to myself. I'm exhausted to do this interview or whatever. But yeah. going, that's because you haven't looked after yourself, Stephen, because you haven't been eating the right food because you haven't and these are all things that you've been passionate about now for a long time and you've put a lot of work into creating the space for a community for that kind of stuff where does it come yeah. from in you <sighs> where does it come from um i suppose it, it comes from uh those early years in 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 our 20s i suppose when we were um, living that life that was kind of surrounded by really, really good people, doing really good things that were meaningful, that mm -hmm. felt like, okay, we're doing, we're doing things that are right here. This is like, we're working towards something, we're building something. Um, and having like, like you mentioned there, you, you mentioned there the Sunday, the Sunday, Monday closure. Mm -hmm. Like that, it's a real, um, it, it, it's, it, it can be quite a sticky point for us. And it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a tricky one that we talk about quite a lot because financially, you know, I'm not going to go into like talking about end of year accounts or anything here. Obviously, but like financially, but obviously someday you would make a lot of money. We, like, we could solve all of our financial problems <laughs> by, like literally, we I'm could sure, solve yeah. all of them by opening on a Sunday. Yeah. Just so people and know, I, I've worked, I've worked and uh, helped out in the fund a few times making coffee and stuff like that. And I've never worked, and I've worked in a lot of places mm. where you're on the machine and you've, you're steaming milk straight for the eight hours or whatever, they're open on the Saturday. Yeah. It doesn't stop, and the queue from the door does not stop. Yeah. But, but that day, that Saturday, that's the only day that we make money. Right. You know, and anyone else in the restaurant trade, any other owners will, you know, they all know, they know this, but, but customers don't realize this. That like, there's like five days of the week you are just ticking over. You are just paying mm -hmm. all the overheads and there's one or two days a week where you actually make your wedge, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and for us, it's, it's one. And we have the choice for it to be two, but we choose for it not to be. We choose to give all of our staff and ourselves two days off in a row to recuperate and to have a life. And it's... It, it, it has come up time and time again, you know, when we're, when we're talking about finances and stuff, and it's like, you know, we could, we could just open on a Sunday. <laughs> and then we're like, no, <laughs> you know, it does, it does come down to a life choice and, and uh, putting value on things that are, uh, that's not money, like not, not letting money only be the representation of a, of, our, of a value system. Like, what is the thing that makes us successful or valuable it's not just the money in the bank it's the life that we're able to lead by doing things in the way that we do them mm -hmm. and going back that goes back into the values that you were just talking about there like mm. the values of good food good quality food the values of time the values of looking after your body and all that kind of stuff yeah. that's the decision you make on that yeah it's tough <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it's but really it's basic animal. in theory, you know, if you're or if you were writing an essay on it, it's like, of course, these are the things that are, you know, the most vital for life. Like these are things that we need, not necessarily money. Obviously, we need money to live in a modern society, mm. but everyone's just earning money 
in order to reach an, some more level of happiness. It's, uh, there are, you know, we're also and, earning and, and, money to have stuff. To, yeah, to just consume, yeah. right? You know, I mean, we could go down a rabbit hole of, yeah. of like consumer society <laughs> exactly, here yeah, yeah. if we want. Um, That's very true. I like, I love texting you, Ash, because I know like it's not going on WhatsApp. Yeah. <laughs> it's not going through iMessage. <laughs> it's not an email. It's uh, a I don't. Text. Have, I don't have a smartphone. Um, which is probably a smart choice, to be honest with you. Yeah. You see, plenty well, of people are reverting to, to, doing, to doing what you're doing. Like, can they go on well, work? so many people, th- th- I don't think I know one person who, when we talk about this, they're like, wow, you don't have a smartphone. Jesus Christ, I'd love to not have a smartphone. They I'm kind of like, really. well, why don't you do it? Wow. If, you know, like, <laughs> everyone's kind of caught in this loop of, oh, God, yeah, it's taken over my life, and God isn't so bad. I'd love to go back to not having a smartphone. Just do it. Just do it. Just get rid of it. Like, yeah. Did you ever have one? No. You see, that's the thing. I think that's what's, why it's easier. I never made the transition over. Mm-hmm. So I, don't, I, didn't, I never had to go back. To and is there anything, because like, that's another interesting life choice that Fumbi has made. Like, you guys don't have Instagram. You don't, have, you don't do social media at all. Mm. Do, you, do you have Facebook? No, we don't no. do any social media. Again, another kind of uh, controversial topic, um, even internally within, within the Fumbly. I mean, when we first started out, it was, it was very much, we were like, nah, we're not doing any of it. From a personal level, neither myself or Luca had any interest in, in the social media. We were both on it at the time. I think I closed down my Facebook account maybe three years ago. Um, but I was still on it. We were both on it. Um, I think Luca still has his account. But we were just like, nah, we don't want to do it. Mm-hmm. And, and let's see. It was also like a, a, like a, 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 a bit of an experiment. Can, can a business survive without social media yeah you know is it something that is it's people put so much emphasis on it and put so much time and energy into it is it something that you like is critical to the success of your business or not and um our situation is kind of i don't think you could say black or white like um you know okay you can have a business that doesn't have any social media because we are on social media through other people tweeting and instagramming about us yeah. so it's not like we're, we're not we You're don't not have a cr- it. but we're just we just don't have our own account for people yeah. to go to but it's not that we're not on it so it's kind of like you can't really say okay they they're not on social media we are still there but yeah. we're not posting you know and it's not affecting well, I would assume it's not affecting your business it doesn't up until now I mean no it hasn't yeah. but it is something that uh, the more that we get involved in things like this in the canteen in like we have an event series in October of every year called Eat It um, and a lot of what we do during that event series is like you know quite like political discussions around food um, uh, interesting debate topics podcasts things like that things that like have a message behind them that are quite strong and you know we connect in with some really 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 great people who have uh really kind of inspiring and profound things to say us not being on social media then doesn't allow that message to have as wide of a reach as it could have okay so the justification for that more you know from my end anyway, is that, well, we're really, truly connecting in with those people who are engaging with us in a very, very, very real way. Yeah, and completely is, personal. Is, is that better than kind of half connecting in with people on a, on a, 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 on a cyber level, you know, mm-hmm. through the internet? How often are we really, truly connecting with these messages that people are putting out there when we're just swiping through them? In, in half a second. Yeah. Um, again, a bit of a wormhole topic there. We could go into that discussion no, not for at all, quite a while. But not at all. Do you find that then that when you're doing the series and the different events, because I went to one event, um, the coffee one, the fourth wave event about coffee, where I just moved back from London, and mm. I was completely taken aback by like, there was a couple of hundred people there. You know, yeah. Around, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it was like, so therefore, it's kind of going, well, there's something here in the connection going on that you are making a personal connection with people that people are just going. Yeah, I mean, we have, we have other loop. channels. It's not like we don't communicate. We've got a yeah, newsletter. Okay. There's 2,000 yeah, people true. on the newsletter. Yeah. Um, you know, we have three or 400 people who come into the cafe, you know, on a, on a daily basis. And we have means of communicating with them, whether it's yeah. like flyers on the table or for verbally, you know, we tell people about things. They then 
share it over their platforms, you yeah. know. Um, yeah, having said that, the, the, the canteen does have an Instagram account. Oh, really? Yes, it does. Do the girls, all you, the girls in the school, all you? So that was, that was for us to be able to communicate more with the girls. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah, yeah, totally. So that's the way to talk to the young people <laughs> these days. Yeah, I mean... I'll tweet you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Okay, right. Cool. What's the, what's the Instagram so account? Let's give it a... Uh, the Warren Mount Canteen. The Warren Mount Canteen. Cool. I think. Harry? Yeah. Harry? <laughs> Our Instagram account, is that the Warren Mount Canteen? At the Warren Mount Canteen. At, at the Warren Mount Canteen. At the Canteen. There you go. At the Warren Mount Canteen. There's going to be some stuff on there. You also had the Fumbly Stables, which I was introduced to. For, I was away, I think, when you started all that stuff. And I mm. came back. And that is a, a beautiful space out the back of the Fumbly. That has, it was actually a stables for horses? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, okay. yeah, we didn't, we didn't make that up. Uh, they, so the building dates from about 1750. Right. Um, it was originally built and owned by man called John Busby. John Busby was one of the big distillers in the Black Pits area. Right. Um, and there's actually, beautifully, if you, still, if you go down the lane and you turn into Fumbly Court, and there's l- those uh, lovely old buildings uh-huh. uh, in on the right there's like a plaque up on the top that says JB 1742. Right. So that's himself, John wow. Busby. So th- the stables was was Busby's stables for his distribution for the distilleries. I think he had it until like around the 1850s or late 1800s. Then it got handed over and was various different things. Apparently it was like a meat a meat production facility during the First World War. Oh, right. Um, it was a bakery apparently as well. Various other different things in the 1900s. Then... In the 80s, a photographer called Walter Pfeiffer took it over and he uh, had his photography studio in there for like 25 years or so. And then it lay idle for about seven years before, before we got it. Right, and you've kind of refurbed it into, it's like multi-purpose, isn't it? It's yeah, a, it's, re- it's, it's, it's food and community focused and cultural focused um, we do a lot of education things in there. We have our own classes. We do workshops. Uh, we teach people about fermentation. Yeah, that's right. Um, Who's the fermentation? Is that, is that Luca's thing? Is he? He's always talking to me about kefir and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, Luca. Yeah. I mean, Mad we're all into it. We're all doing it. Yeah. Okay. So I teach the pickling class. Okay. Um, Alva, who's our, our fermenter, she looks after all our drinks. So we make all our own drinks in-house. So kefir, kombucha, ginger Gorgeous book. drinks, by the yeah. way. Can you talk to us a little bit about the fermented, uh, the benefits? I know it. I know a lot of my friends don't know the, the benefits of fermented foods for your gut and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So um, fermented foods are living foods. They're alive. They're full of uh, healthy living bacteria. Um, and to, <laughs> have to you had some explosion? Because <laughs> I know that's the thing as well. A friend of mine made like loads of kimchi batches in London, and then a shop called her up because the shop's shops are exploding. Yeah, because yeah, it is it alive; it's still growing in. It the is jar. alive, and basically, what's happening is these little bacteria are in there. The f- what they eat is sugar, essentially, like right. us. They eat away at the carbohydrates, and they convert those carbohydrates into two things: one, lactic acid, and the lactic acid is the thing that preserves. Okay, and they also convert. Uh, the carbohydrates into um, uh, CO2 and that's what creates the, the gas, the bubbles. So it's, it's what creates the, the, the natural fizziness in, in your drinks, in yeah. your kombucha or your kefir, but it can also create a buildup of gas in foods as well. Um, so it's kind of, yeah, it's, it's cool. All these little guys are like swimming around, eating away things and shitting out <laughs> bubbles, basically. And that's what creates the, so the pressure then. If you, if you, if you have a buildup of too much of that gas, then you can cause an explosion. So bacteria farts. Bacteria into farts. Your dre- into you your go. drink and that's what you yeah. And it's good for your gut because... It's good for our guts because we are made up of bacteria. Um, to, to understand all of this, you have to, you have to accept and understand and, and really accept and embrace the, the, the notion of bacteria being absolutely everywhere mm-hmm. on every living thing, on our skin, inside us. And they are not our enemies. They are not, you do not want to eradicate 99.9% of bacteria with one spray of Silibang. We, like, we should be embracing them. And the, fermentation is all about embracing bacteria. It's about creating the environments where they're really happy and they, the good guys thrive and the bad guys die off and those good guys are the ones then that we ingest they populate our guts and they help us to be better people Mm -hmm. 
And so if you're if you're not putting that healthy bacteria in, in, into your gut, you're not digesting properly, basically. Ah, uh, no, you, that, that's an oversimplification. Okay, sorry. You can, you can still... It's a simple people <laughs> listen to this, Ashley. <laughs> <laughs> you, can, you can still be a very healthy person and not be eating fermented foods, yeah. but it is... Um, it, definitely, it definitely helps, and it definitely helps to repopulate our guts because the problem with most of us now living off a processed, industrialised diet is that... Our food is dead. It's 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 lacking in nutrients. It's lacking in life. And by eating fermented foods, you're you're just like um, reintroducing things that should have been there in the first place. We were talking about the gut on the on the podcast there a couple of weeks ago, and it's um, oh yeah, you know it's it is the it's the center it's the, it's the center of like so many things, so many important things in your body. Like yeah, your, emotion. Y- your emotion. Like we don't talk about yeah. the the. the like the emotional that that like that our guts are you know there's so much interesting stuff coming out of this area now ucc are are um, in cork isn't it yeah they're working out the cork people (laughs) 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 they're like leading the way like globally almost you know they're doing really groundbreaking research in terms of uh gut brain access how are the gut is speaking to the rest of the body, how is it's that the vagus nerve or the vagus? Isn't there a nerve that connects directly to the brain from the gut? And is it the vagus nerve? Vagus nerve d- does yes. more than that. I think the yeah. vagus connects like maybe every organ in the body or something. I'm, uh-huh. I'm not, okay. but I'm not. A, I'm not totally down on the vagus, but right. yeah, it's it's a it's an a interesting thing. one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, it's not new. It's been there for. Uh, it's been there for a while. Been there for, I know, for quite a while. <laughs> Carmel Summers is the one who was telling me about that. Actually. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah good it's, old Carmel. Uh, good old Carmel. Is that the vagus nerve? Hi, Carmel. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah so the fermenting shops, uh, workshops are happening in the back yeah. of the Fumbly you've also got um, some beautiful rooms for meditation for yoga are you doing yeah yoga we do regular well? yoga classes we've got a nice studio upstairs that uh, we do regular yoga beautiful on Mondays place. and Wednesdays there's the treatment room as well um, yeah we've got a we've got a food market now on a Saturday um, so we've got like it's a small uh, market there's only eight producers but eight really nice lovely local producers um, growers we sell the fermented foods there as well um, yeah if, so Ashton in the next we're, we're going to speak about the future now because I know that's what you want to speak about mm-hmm. with your free spirit mm-hmm. what's, what's, what do you reckon is going to happen in the next few years for you I don't. I'm not even. Someone asked me to. to, to someone asked I'm me to, to lock down plan. a meeting in June, and I was like, "What? <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about?" <laughs> in the next few years, I don't know. I suppose still just on this like constant struggle to find more work-life balance. Okay. Um, definitely getting a little bit more focused in on initiatives and projects that are really meaningful um this being one of them the canteen is is really about it's much bigger than just serving food to the girls here in warren mount the the ultimate goal of this is that we want to be able to produce a document that we can share openly and freely with whoever wants to read it um that outlines how to run a school canteen um and how it is a sustainable business model. That cooking good, simple food from scratch is, is very doable. Um, and, and we want to be able to help and show other businesses or uh, institutions like the schools themselves that they can do it. Because at the moment, uh, it seems like there's very few um, schools who, who really you know, believe that it can be done. There's, there's, there's most of them, it, there's kind of large, big operators out there who are kind of blanket covering, you know, hundreds of schools at a time. Why is there not more local small cafes or businesses teaming up with their local schools and cooking good food? Um, it's, it, again, like I said earlier on, it's a very challenging thing. Mm. It's, not an, it's not an easy business model because you are working off such tight margins, but we want to be able to show that it is possible, it is sustainable. Um, is that a thing that you wanted? Because I, I know you're very much somebody who's like, I'm not waiting for somebody else to show us how to do it or whatever. I'm not waiting for the government to give us a grant or blah, blah, blah. You just went and you got the team together, went ahead and did it. Yeah. Is it a thing, though, that you would eventually like to be going, knocking on the Department of Education's door and going here? We need to start feeding our kids some proper stuff first. Start educating our kids properly in schools. 
Yeah. Um, I think that could be something that naturally will happen. Um, but the, but but it's not really the main focus of this. Yeah. This is more about, uh, I suppose, empowering other people to to just get out there and do it, mm. and 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 kind of giving people the confidence that again, like it, it's 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 something that is a sustainable model. It can pay someone's wage. It yeah. can be something that you you can roll out, you know, on a wider scale, and you know, into any school, whether it be in, you know, a, a rural area or urban area or whatever. Uh, there's a spider th- interrupting us here. Th- Sorry. Th- there's a little sp- incy wincy spider. You're a naughty spider. <laughs> um, and yes, like of course, the government needs to do things in terms of policy and 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 potential funding and 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 grants and stuff like that for these kind of things. But at the same time, we don't have to wait for that. Yeah, of course, we can get yeah. out there and do it. Yeah, I just want to see your face on one of the polls around here. Yeah, right. <laughs> You won't, you, won't you won't be seeing that. You there, will not be seeing that. Laura, do you want to come over and have a chat? Sure, why not? We just wanted to find out a bit more about how your work day is going. Laura is currently picking some leaves off plants in the window. Is it, is it basil? It's rosemary. Rosemary. So to give people a picture of the canteen, we've got uh, plants in every window. We've got, some, we've got some tomato growing here. Yeah, we did a that, planting workshop cress? with the is students there a couple of weeks ago. That's rocket, rocket, rocket. and uh, nasturtiums. Nasturtiums, sorry, I knew that. There's some sage down there. Um, so every window has basically got something growing on it for the for the girls to see when they come into the canteen. You've got the kitchen larders over on the table here, where it's showing uh, the girls loads of different bits and pieces: coriander seeds, chickpeas, dry mint. Basically, giving them a visual and uh, an opportunity to have a to be able to touch as well what it, what is exactly going on with their food as well, because we're all we can all be a bit mm. ignorant to all. How are you, Laura? Laura. Um, so uh, we were talking. How is how is your day going? What's your um, regular day in the canteen? My regular day. It, I, well, I had to. Ash asked me to write down my regular day recently to oh, did um, to just to to so we'd have an idea of what. Of what you can grab that if you want for us. But um, there kind of isn't really one in my role. Probably more so than Harry's because there's different. There's kind of there's my, maybe more of a regular week. Like okay. Okay. Just, you know, get spread out every week. Um, this morning, what have I done? Um came into work I helped open up did a little bit of set up and a little bit of like helping out with Harry um, getting the kitchen up and running taking okay. orders from teachers for breakfast well the um, teachers are in on this as well they get they get orders specifically do mm-hmm. they Jeez, yeah, the, the, the teachers come up can the uh, girls order as well the food oh yeah 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 alright oh, okay yeah, right yeah, this yeah. is a wow proper Mm-hmm. So, right. so we're we're here just before eight, and then we're like technically supposed to be serving from eight. Nobody really comes up for breakfast until a little bit later, quarter past maybe. Uh, what was for breakfast uh, this morning? So there's a regular, a, a standard breakfast, okay. and it's scrambled eggs on toast. Lovely. Um, and it is depending on the season. There's options to add. At the moment, it's tomato and basil on top. Uh, mm-hmm. So we charge the, t- the teachers a little bit extra for the more grown-up eggs. And then we have, yeah, the grown-up eggs. And then we have like just a little spice mix for a little bit of extra flavor. And Paula actually gets the teacher version of the eggs dish as well because she's a little bit more grown-up palate than a lot of the other girls in the school. Um, So so we had breakfast service. Just now I've just been out running around picking up a few extra bits. we, there was like sweet potatoes forgotten to be ordered so like just run into a local shop and grab and some sweet potatoes getting yeah. some sweet potatoes we're doing um, burgers and sweet potatoes for the girls lunch nice. today so cool. when you saw me picking rosemary it's to go into the burger mixture lovely lovely um, I also ran over to the Fumbly and picked up some containers for a catering order that we are like an external catering gig that we're doing today uh-huh. that we do every Friday for a local company called Adara okay. and um, they're kind of supporting us by doing like a standard order of lunch for their staff every Friday right so busy busy day today then um, okay. yeah it's like it's very manageable really okay. um, it's not a very big lunch order for them it's bet- always between about 10 and 15 okay. people okay so it's not not massive Harry's doing a lovely uh, boule bass for them what's a boule bass? Um, like a, a French boule. summer um, <laughs> boule bass <laughs> Or Harry's making them a clap. That's what you're having for lunch. <laughs> <laughs> or would it be a bouillabaisse? Bouillabaisse. bouillabaisse. I haven't heard um, of that at all. And it's, it's a it's a fish a fish kind of summer soup. Oh, lovely. Yeah. Oh. Um, and he's got like a lovely uh, fresh bread about to go in the oven, a kind of a focaccia style with roast fennel on top. Lovely. Yeah. 
So, but you're, you're going off to adventures new, aren't you? Are you going off onto new adventures soon? Yeah. 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 What, you know, well, you're all free spirits here. That's the thing. <laughs> you move and it's like water. This place. Uh, Too much freedom. <laughs> it is a bit daunting not knowing exactly where to go. But um, I know for the month of June, I'm going to be helping out Katie Sanderson with her rice bowl. Okay, um, great. Okay. Yeah. Has she's, she's got her own company doing that now? Because I know she's the hot sauce and she's doing the hot rice yeah, bowls now as well. She's got her peanut rice and she's doing, well, she does rice bowls um, for music festivals. Okay. And she's doing Body and Soul in June. And I'm just going to help her with the lead up to that. So I'm going to be helping her make fat loads of kimchi. Sorry, I have to apologize. I called her hot sauce. I'm sure it's it's a peanut rayu, Stephen. It's gorgeous, though. (laughs) Amazing. Um, Yeah, so that's what I'm going to be doing for the first few weeks. And then I don't know. Have you enjoyed your year here with the girls? It's, I know Ashley's been telling it's been quite challenging. It's been very challenging. There have been highs and lows. Overall, it's been like a positive interesting experience yeah. and a cool thing to be involved in yeah um but yeah it's been challenging as ash says yeah yeah i don't like that that's a weird color do you, do you get a lot of that yeah yeah <laughs> totally what's that oh, i would i made a a tapioca pancake at home the other day do you, you know ta- you know in brazil they use tapioca for loads of different things and they kind of make these yeah. pancakes and stuff like that so i'd never met, a, met tapioca in that format before i met my girlfriend I was making it at home and we have Kylie from across the road. She's three, but she likes to come and mind me daughter. She's very good like that. <laughs> she's here. She's here. No, don't don't be going there. Don't be doing that. She's great. But I came I made a tapioca pancake and <laughs> put banana and uh, almond butter in it for my daughter, you know, to have and uh, give her a bit. My daughter loves it and Kylie's like, What's that? Yuck. <laughs> <laughs> it's white no tank well add like a few years onto Kylie and multiply her by 187 and that's what we've got okay wow <laughs> yeah oh fair play to you Laura fair play to you uh-huh. I don't want to keep keep you any longer sorry I'm interrupting your day am I uh, I just need to make my burgers make you know? your burgers yeah. okay thanks so it's much for having a chat not at all it's been a pleasure you're a legend Harry do you want to talk yes yeah I'll see if you can commit hell yeah she, so we had one sausage roll went out there so they eat the sausage rolls, Ash? Yep. Sausage rolls fly out. They love the sausage rolls and the cheese rolls. Was she not supposed to be in class, Harry? We make them all fresh oh. every day. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for coming on, man. I'm sorry. I won't, I won't keep you for long, but uh, I just wanted to chat about the... the um, so, how are you, so how have you found the year? Um, like highs and lows. Yeah. You know? um, it's been... Uh, it's been tough, but it's been rewarding. But... Um, Nothing, nothing that's good is easy. I suppose there's like the great sense of that about it all. Okay. Um, you, you came in with like really, really high expectations of what we were going to be able to do. Naively so, um, and and that's going to take longer than we had anticipated. And that's like def- can feel defeating when you feel like you get to a certain stage and then you just realize that you haven't felt like you haven't actually made any progress. We have, but it, sometimes it feels like you haven't. Okay. Um, so highs and lows, and like I'll go, I'll go for a high now. Uh, <laughs> um, natural yeah hi. Um, a, a high so it's just like interacting with girls is really really great yeah have you got friends yeah, I'm sure you've got friends to- I've got favourites for sure okay. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I Paul, mean like, uh, we like Paul I hear Paul Paul's great, great. Yeah. yeah Paul in sixth year yeah, yeah 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 she's super excited about finishing school and getting out of here and going back to Poland she's like see ya <laughs> um, but uh, yeah like the relationships that we made with the girls are like really really important to me and it's a big part of it and hoping to be able to like impart some kind of like different message surrounding food do you know something that yeah. isn't just like about fuel that isn't just about like I don't know that the enjoyment of it the decadence yes. of it do you know what I mean yeah. like that kind of stuff is like really what the community of it, about yeah. the community of it yeah. and, and being able to grow your own and kind of having a tactile you know, version of it, and not yeah. something that comes from a place you don't know. Uh-huh. Um, that's all super important to me. And then they're also gassed, and they're really nice to spend loads of time Characters. with. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. like they're girls from the neighborhood as well. And so we see them out, you see them around, and I feel more like I've worked in the in the neighborhood for the last four years, and like I know far more people here than I do where I live in okay. Dublin One. Okay, but now I feel like that's just broadened hugely. Yeah, yeah. So that's like super important for me. Oh yeah. 
It is a, it is a, a, an amazing vibe in here. Do you think it's harder with the older kids to the younger kids? Do you think that's... Yeah. You need to weed out the bad ones? <laughs> I'm joking, actually. Um, but do you think there's an element of, like, if they come in and that's what they're used to when they're younger, then that influences the next six years? I th- Yeah, I definitely think so. Our first years and second years are our best customers. First years are okay. even better than the second years. Uh, I think there's a couple of factors there. I think that the first years are super malleable when they're coming in and that just, like, this is the system and so this they kind of slot into it. Yeah. And then also I think that they're probably at an age where they're not as interested in like they have like they have money their parents are giving them some money in order yeah. to spend it on they don't have like a ton of things like they're like I don't know for instance this is just for instance but like makeup or going out or going to the town or okay, going to the yeah, movies yeah. all that kind of stuff is not necessarily there yet and I think that they're, they're spending their money with us and I think that as we go further through the years as the first years now grow up and become the fourth years then we'll have a lot more who people who are slotted into that system and then we can is there home? Th- I, presu- I assume they do home ec here as well as part of the second yeah. So does yeah. that tie in at all in any way? Does it? Do not they feed each other? Not yet. Yeah. We would want it to tie in a bit more. But yeah, it's uh, we tried to do a menu planning. Uh, we try. We've tried to at the moment, but it needs it needs a bit more thought. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's one mm-hmm. of those things as well. Where we're like, okay, it can't it can't be a project that's rushed, and so that's probably a, a thing for next year. Mm-hmm. Is to really collaborate with the with the um, home ec classes and see what we can do because they have amazing facilities here as well, as well as being yeah, I saw you know, the, the, the next door, isn't yeah, it? yeah, as yeah. well as this kitchen Beautiful. being put in by the philanthropic group. They also put in the home ec rooms, and they are unbelievable. Yeah. So so there's like every opportunity for people to be able to have a real tactile experience with cooking and yeah. with food. You're another free spirit, Harry, who's gone off doing your own bits and pieces now yeah. in the summer. What are you off to do next? Um, be free, as you said. A be bit. free, yeah. Well, be yeah, exactly. I'm. I don't know, which is which is great and exciting. Do you know what I mean? Um, there's a couple of things in the pipeline that uh, I'd like to be doing. I'm trying to. I'm. I'm just trying to get those off the ground. Yeah. I'm not saying anything right now. Okay. Because <laughs> they might. Because they might not happen. <laughs> 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 you're dreaming and there's nothing yeah. wrong with that I'll yeah. leave you going man okay, sorry, I know you're busy thank you so much Steve. no not See at later. all um, Ash thanks so much uh, for having me in it's yeah, been well, great meeting the guys thank you for taking an interest no not at all uh, I, like, I, I know that's also the tough bit of people leaving as well but that's part of the great thing that you've created you're, you're inspiring people as well isn't that the the good way yeah, to look at it as well we've always had a very um, I suppose uh fluent uh, fluid fluid uh, policy when it comes to our staff um, a lot of people come and go that we, we like and I think we've we've always been very encouraging of people moving on and going and following their passion and it kind of stems from a place of like if you're not happy here if there's something that's like if, if there's something that's pulling you towards somewhere else then then go for it mm. you know Um and I think that comes back in the long term mm. because, you know, we're always, you're always very free to go and come back. You know, mm. our, our doors are always open. Yeah. Um, so go off, follow your dream, follow your heart. Maybe you'll succeed. Most of them do succeed in it. Unfortunately, they don't come back, but some people <laughs> do, you know, and we're always. So we've, um, we've done a podcast for the length of one class or something, that's whatever. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, so so yeah, Harry and Laura are moving on from the canteen. There will be a new team in here next year, um, and yeah, I don't everyone know what's in store for them. I, everyone that I've like, there's so many people that have worked in Fumbly have gone on to work in food stuff specifically. But yes. then there's so many people who are in the Fumbly. Like I would say, I don't know. I, I honestly don't know everybody in there now, but they're all working at something else as well. They're all working at their own passions as well, you know. Yeah. And that's a beautiful thing to be able to facilitate for people. Yeah. I mean, we have we've got so many artists and musicians yes. and stuff who've worked with us over the years, and who still do work with us. Yeah. Um, and I guess that's part of what creates the diversity of character. Yeah. Um, the homey that, vibe. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's really important to us that. Um, you have people who are involved in the business who can bring more than just work. They're mm. bringing everything that they are, mm. their talents, their their passions, their... Um, yeah. I'm go- I think we have to wrap we're, it up now. We're, we're in the middle of a little break. Lunch for yeah. Wow, a little break. There's chocolate cookies flying out the door here yes. now. I'm going to go get some lunch now. Ash, thank you so much. Thanks a million. You're very welcome, Steve. I, I was going to say, uh, you can follow Ash on, but you can't. You'll nah, just, you just got to come in. You just, just got to pop gotta go into to the fumbly. fumbly. You gotta, you know, you just gotta, you're going to see more amazing things happening around the city, thanks to Ash. So, um, yeah, thanks a million. 
Cheers. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.